what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators i'm julian osius i'm here with my boy brooklyn how you doing brother yo what's good bro you know we're we're, we're chilling we um we got a lot of some playoff basketball to discuss yes we do uh mlb a lot of good a lot of bad wing <laughs> and uh yeah we we, we kind of got a lot to talk about so we're, we're just gonna get right into it we have the NBA playoffs going on. Um, it, everybody who joined our bracket challenge, make sure you uh, how your teams are looking because we do have some teams that are already eliminated. So yes, mm, we do. If you um, if you're rooting for the for the Nets or the uh, the Seventy Sixers, don't don't look, don't look. <clears throat> no, you don't that one hits close to home. No, that one hits close to home. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, and it it's crazy how the um, the eastern side of things I thought was going to be more competitive, <laughs> and it's and, just not. It's and just and not. it's funny because when we did our preview episode, we were saying the least competitive of the whole Eastern Conference is going to be the Bucks Magic, and it turns out to be the and most right out the gates. <laughs> the Bucks end up with the upset game. I mean, the Magic end up with the upset game one over the Bucks, and the rest of the three series are just cakewalks it's yeah. bad <laughs> miami's about to sweep and mm-hmm. the the bucks are still gonna wind up winning that series but they did drop a game and if there was any series there where i th- i think that's the only one that i thought was gonna be a sweep throughout the playoffs i'm right there with you just cause, i don't know i felt i felt with <laughs> the bubble and everything that teams weren't gonna want to get swept and i think i think that i had philly as a team that could but I didn't think that Joel Embiid was going to go down as, like, uh, I don't know. They, they That's the definition of crash and burn. Let's talk about them real quick, all right? Let's get into it. So, Boston Celtics first round versus Philadelphia 76ers. Um, these two teams have kind of played each other a lot in the last couple of years just because they're two of the better teams in the East, so they always wind up facing each other in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. it just seems like... Boston is, and to me, Boston's not like an unbeatable object or, or anything even close to that nature. But no. you know when you have like that one friend in a video game that you just think is really good, so you just can't beat them. Like it's just in your head, and you can't beat them. <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly what Boston is to Philly. There's just they're just rent free in their head in their locker room. Like, they put a lid on the basket for, like, there's nothing Philly can do to, like, actually break this little curse done against them. And um, Yeah, man, it was it was bad. And, like, shout out to Embiid. He was doing what he could. Like, the man was dropping pretty much 30 a game. But it was bad. Like, game two, they lose by 20-plus. And... They just couldn't get it going. Boston was just way too much for them, and it was crazy. Yeah, and, and, and the, if they had been, what's up? Uh, I said if they had been, it, it could have been a little bit different. But not having that second superstar that just demoralized the whole team. Yeah, and and I've nothing. never seen a situation. You know, we like to clown on a lot of teams, right? Just because they might mm-hmm. not have been good for a couple of years, this, that, and the other yeah. thing. There's always like the the Knicks talk because the Knicks haven't been good in two decades, but I've never seen a, t- a team and an organization 
in almost any sport underachieve with the amount of talent that they're able to bring in as the 76ers have in this last like five years they've had yeah joel Embiid and ben simmons as their core right and then they bring in uh jimmy butler and they have some they bring in some shooters around them like jj reddick can't do anything so then they decide to move away from Jimmy Butler, who's a superstar in his own right. So you had three yeah. stars on that team. You move away from Jimmy Butler. You go get – oh, by the way, you trade for Tobias Harris with him still on that team, right? So now you got four stars. Then you move away from Jimmy. You go get Al Horford instead because for some reason you're able to go get oh. Al Horford at this point in, in the game, and I don't know how they were able to afford him. Don't ask me the finances. And it's just worse. It's just a worse Absolutely. thing. But this is another star. So this is the fifth star plus J.J. Redick, who's not a, like a star, but he's a really, really good bench piece. Yeah, that, that's shooter. definitely somebody you want on your team. Exactly. And then they go and get Josh Richardson, who's another guy just like that, who's a really good ball player. Facts. And, and they just can't do anything. Like, this team looks incompetent. They got swept by... A, an okay Boston team, like this Boston team has. Like they got talent. If everybody that's going to be left talent? in the second round, they're probably the worst team left, in my opinion. And so, I mean, them are like the Heat when the Heat wind up winning that. So, you got like the the worst of the second best tier, right? It's just blowing mm-hmm. you out of the building. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not, not going to harp on that too long, but there, there's probably some, some changes a, a coming and a brewing in, in Philly. You so, would hope so. You, yeah. you would definitely hope so. It's just a waste is all it is. It's just a real big waste. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys, Simmons or Embiid, either, I don't know, when their contracts are up, but they opt out or demand the trade. I just would not be surprised. It's crazy because I really want to see them two ball together. Like, I really think them two developed and getting the chemistry together, they could be a really, they could be a problem in this league. Yeah, I I think the main issue, though, is I'm not completely sure that they want that. They were really good a couple years ago, and they had, like, tremendous, like, efficiency ratings, but that has gone down every year since this year being the lowest that their like combined efficiency rating together on the court has been, um, yeah. And then like uh, clearly the team as a whole just hasn't looked quite as sharp and as dominant. So maybe there's something there that they're not necessarily wanting to be with each other anymore, or that their kind of relationships run its course. Obviously that's like speculation, but you know. And Brett Brown is definitely thrown into that mix of possibilities of making stuff not work so yeah so that's like the big news for me out of this first round just how bad philly was i i said it last week that philly was going to get stomped on but i didn't actually think they were going to get stomped on shut out yeah embarrassed like i didn't think it was going to be like that i'm surprised about the pacers on the brink of getting swept as well yeah that's it's very surprising to me as well. I remember, like, last week, I, I almost switched my pick to them on my bracket. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I the Pacers are a curious case just because 
some teams made out really well from coming into the bubble and some didn't. I think they had one player who did, and the rest of the team just was not ready to come back and play. And yeah. outside of TJ Warren, who even he is cooled down. And so when if he's going to cool down and nobody else is going to pick up that slack, this is just kind of what's going to happen. A deep team like the Heat are just going to kind of come after you. And that's like an aggressive team too, so they're – they're not going to show you any mercy. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm definitely surprised that the Heat are um, showing that they're not worth overlooking. And that's going to be... I don't know how interesting of a series it's going to be against them with the Bucks, But if they're going to hit their shots like they have been in this series, uh, it, it definitely could be some, some entertaining basketball. And the Bucks haven't been playing necessarily great against the Magic. So, if they keep that boat moving that way, the Heat could come in and put up a fight. Absolutely. Because he got dogs. Yeah, and and for me, the team that looks just fantastic right now is the Raptors. I mean, yeah. You know, it was was an elimination game. Kyle Lowry gets hurt early. He takes himself out the game because they kind of know what's about to go down throughout the rest of this game. (laughs) He just had, had that feeling. And then you have to have the bench score 100. If you have a bench that can score 50 a game, you're grateful. Yeah. And this bench scored 100 in their last game for this series to finish off the sweep against the Nets. That is... And the final was... They scored 150. They scored 150 (laughs) points. And this is a team, like, without the... The quote-unquote superstar. Like, this is not... This is not the... 2020 brand of basketball that's successful that we're used to seeing and credit that to coach of the year Nick Nurse that he loses their best player and they come back and they have this fire that was even brighter than last year somehow when they beat the Warriors shout out to the Raptors man they just keep on proving people wrong and if it's not proving people wrong just opening people's eyes to them yeah like they're a good basketball team really good and, like, yeah, Lowry's the star of the team, but they don't have, like, that crazy superstar. Like, Lowry's great. Siakam's great. But since Kawhi left, they don't have that. But just as a team, they're making mm-hmm. it work. And it's mm-hmm. great. They play great basketball. And it's fun to watch, man. Yeah, it's really fun to watch. And I'm and I'm going to be excited to watch them play the Celtics just because yeah. of, like, they're two completely different types of teams. The Celtics mm-hmm. do have those superstars. They have Kemba. They have yep. Jason Tatum. Those are guys that they go to towards the end of the game, but they're not quite as deep through the rest of their roster. They have about six or seven guys that they trust to be on the court at any given time, and that's about it. Whereas yeah, that Raptors the Raptors defense. played all, everybody on that roster in this last series, and they all contributed in some sort of way or another. Absolutely. So that's going to be fun. Usually those smaller bench-type teams – are more successful but and that's kind of what the Raptors were last year they, they mm-hmm. were really only running like six seven guys um, but now that they don't have Kawhi they've, they've had to find the those points in that production from other people and they've definitely done that um, yeah, so, so the East is going to be hopefully more interesting in the second round because it certainly hasn't been I hope so uh, going out <laughs> west I feel like the whole 
the whole thing has been kind of surprising. Um, you got the, been the Rockets, who have played very, very well without Russell Westbrook, which to me is a little bit shocking because that's just one half of their formula, and they're still playing really well. Now, granted, that series is only 2-1 two, two to one at the recording of this, but Harden's playing well. They're playing really good team defense. Uh, yep. they, they just had an overtime game, and the ball didn't bounce their way towards the end of that, so it went to OKC. Uh, but once Russ comes back, this series is over, honestly. Yeah, I'm hyped for when Russ comes back. I want to see how this Houston team looks at full strength. Mm-hmm. And then this is one that you actually picked. There's only a handful of people, I think it was two, that picked the Jazz yep. over the two, Nuggets. Me, me and Lotto. But the, the Jazz look really, really sharp. And the Nuggets look flat. The Nuggets look turnover prone. They look mm-hmm. exhausted come the beginning of the fourth quarter. And uh, that's just not what the Jazz are. The Jazz got uh, n- the new dad skill and talent with Mike Connolly, so they even got the, the power boost with him. And then I guess that the real power boost went to Donovan Mitchell, though, because he got that post-corona super oh, strength. Where he's, he got that super power boost. That's it. He got the one that lasts the rest of the match. Like he found like Man. the one special, special one in the like underneath part of the map, and he is just going off. I mean, he joins Elite Company with. It's always nice to hear that there's a stat that you can join that has two people in it, and one of them's MJ, and one of them's Allen Iverson, and now the third it's is nuts. It's and nuts, man. he's the third person to ever score fifty points multiple times in a playoff series. And when you just think of all the guys, I mean, Kevin Durant's been in the playoffs every year besides this one, and he's mm-hmm. never done that. Carmelo's been in the playoffs a decent amount, not a whole lot, but a decent amount. He's never done it. Steph's never LeBron done it. LeBron went to the LeBron's finals eight straight years, didn't do it at all. So, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, it Donovan just goes to show really, really well. the young but, talent in this league is nuts, especially in game four, man. Donovan Mitchell drops 51. Jamal Murray drops 50. First time ever two opposing players drop 50 points in a playoff game. It's insane. It's, it really is. And the, the crazy part about it is this series isn't over because nope. Jamal Murray's about Jamal Murray scoring 50. And the rest of his team has not been playing particularly well. No. But that's a team that has a lot of talent in a lot of different places. And if one more guy can kind of kick it in the gear, it doesn't have to be Jokic. It can be Will Barton. It could be kind of any of those guys that they have. And if one more can kick it in the gear, they can just win three straight off this Jazz team because that's just how the Nuggets are. They're streaky. And so this this series is not over by any means, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, knowing my luck, now that I say that, they're just going to get blown out the water tomorrow. But <laughs> but you know, that's kind of I had this series going seven, so I'm not surprised if they come and make a push at the end of this. I would be surprised if the Jazz just kind of walk away with it pretty easily tomorrow and make this just yep. a five-game series because that's just not at all what I expected to see. And I was scared in the beginning because I said during our uh, playoff episode, having Connolly be out for a couple games off-rip, that, that was going to be scary against the Nuggets. And we saw game one, it just didn't matter. 
Yeah. Like, Donovan put the team on his back. He got a little bit sloppy at the end of the game with a couple of turnovers late, which probably is the reason they lost because it was just real, real sloppy stuff for possessions that but he's tightened it up. could have put the game away. He's but certainly tightened They go into OT. It is what it is. And once Connolly comes back, they're making it happen. Yeah, exactly. They're making it happen. Uh, and the the crazy part about this is the winner of that series is not guaranteed to play the Clippers because we got the young absolute phenom Luka Doncic just carrying an entire team on his back, just willing Luka them. Luka the Don, baby. Just absolutely willing them to victory. Uh, he had a 40-plus no point triple-double last night with the game-winning shot in overtime. With no KP, on a bad ankle. Yeah, Andy it's rolled not... his ankle the other day, so he couldn't finish game three. Comes back in the game four, probably still hurt. 40-point triple-double, win game-winner. He didn't have Kristaps Porzingis at, a, at his side for this game. And is it because Paul George stinks? Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> but Pandemic it's not P. just Paul George's fault either. I mean, a lot of that team are no. missing open shots. And it's not like if you're watching Dallas play, it might be the worst defense I've ever seen. <laughs> Where it's just if you oh, want to shoot an open shot, you can just kind of do it whenever you want. But they're kind of just banking yeah. on you missing, and I guess that's a bold strategy that's working right now. And what, PG shooting about, like, 20% somewhere around there? It's just it's bad. PG's not <laughs> he, he's not coming up clutch. I'm going to need you to call him Paul George because you, you don't deserve You're a right. nickname. You're right. We, you, we gotta you certainly don't deserve the nickname Playoff P, but you don't even deserve PG when you're, when you're playing – this poorly against the seven seed that you're highly favored against. And you were specifically you were brought to the Clippers to bring this championship here now. Like you're the reason we got Kawhi over here. Absolutely. It's just not now listen, like he's gonna turn it around because he's too good not to, right? Now absolutely unless the series ends quicker than we think. Like unless there's only two games left. But if this goes seven... I mean, even if there is, you would think next game he comes out strong, right? You would hope. But he's he's yeah. had three bad games in a row, and he has not played well particularly in the bubble at all to begin with. So yeah. this isn't a, a one-off instance. And I think he knows that. And I think it's something that is definitely in his head a little bit. But he, he's too talented to like let that you know continue, I think. Absolutely. But with the way Luka's playing, he's going to have to turn it around tomorrow because, you know. And we said we, we wouldn't be surprised if Dallas gets two games. And here we are. Yeah, a lot sooner than That's we thought. That's the scary part, though. It's tied. Yeah, a lot sooner than we thought. And a lot sooner than the Clippers would hope for. So it's going to be interesting for the next uh, couple games of the series because the way Luka's playing, man, and if they get KP back healthy – and he plays the way he could. Yep. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. If they manage to, like, scrape by this Dallas team and then they do have to go play Utah, you're you're going from Luka to Donovan. Like, that's just not – it doesn't get any easier. 
I, I say this every single time, and I'm going to keep saying it for years to come. The young talent in this game is nuts, man. And I just love it. Like, Luka and Donovan, those those are two of my favorite players right now. Both of them are just dogs. And for them to be doing what they're doing in the playoffs right now. Their first times in the playoffs. Or, I mean, Donovan was there last year. but And he didn't play relatively well. So, for him to bounce back like this, props to them. Big shout out, yeah. And um, you know the the NBA has always been this player centric league, and that's why mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to like root for Dallas because it's like, man, Luka Doncic is really really cool. I kind of want to root for him. Or Dame Lillard is really really cool. I hope you like that transition. I really want the Blazers <laughs> to win. Um, yes, sir. Portland hasn't looked particularly great in these last two games. Uh, no, the, the injuries are really starting to get to them. I think having no Zach Collins is probably the biggest blow they've had this season. Just yeah, because that's tough. you get Nurkic back, but he hasn't played in a year and a half, so he's not in the best of shape. And now he's playing 40 minutes a game because he has to because there's nobody that can play to four or to center like when he's not in one of those roles. So you have this dude who's just out there for 40 minutes just absolutely gassed and if you've been watching them play the lakers him him guarding anthony davis in the fourth quarter is just not <laughs> not the um the best watch in the world yeah. it's uh i mean he's just tired and there's not a whole lot that you can really do about it when you only have two guys that can play a position and one of them's out yeah, and they've been playing a lot of high-pressure basketball. So every, every game. Every game they've played in the bubble has been a playoff game. <laughs> they're tired, man. Yeah, and now so. you got to go up against Braun. And playoff Braun showed up this game. I think he only had, what, like 10 he had 10 in game two. Yeah, 10. He did not play well, but it didn't matter because that's the game the Lakers blew them out by 30. And yeah. then <laughs> LeBron comes back next game and plays just ridiculous. I think he has 39. <laughs> 38 12 and 8 so two dimes away from a trip dub and it's just like man what are we supposed to do <laughs> you, you can't do much if lebron's playing bad you get knocked out the building if he's playing well it was a competitive game but you're just too tired now exactly and, and the deeper and, the I, series and part, goes and part of it feels like if you're watching these games it's really really obvious that there's a laker bias even without there being a home field advantage I mean, last game, yeah. the Lakers shot, what was it, like 48 foul shots to the to the Blazers, That's like much. 17. And so you're, you're going to tell me that there's there's 15 more shooting. Like, I just, I don't know. To me, that's hard to believe that we're just not going to call certain things. But at the end of the day, it's an aggressiveness, right? And LeBron is always going to bring that aggressiveness and then, Anthony Davis feeds off him and they're getting to the line they're getting their easy shots and wearing down Portland and it, you know I hope Portland can take another game here but yeah, they don't have cool. I don't think they have enough not in terms of talent but just like in the gas tank anymore yeah, they're running low yeah and, and, and Dame has been I mean, shout tired. out to them though shout out to them though you, you can't knock what they did to get here absolutely so uh, if it ends rough, I mean, you went out fighting against the Lakers. So, I mean, it's nothing to fold your head about. But, I mean, 
it's tough. And oh, what would you rather see next round against the Lakers? Uh, the Thunder or the Rockets? Oh, easily the Rockets. Easily, I think the Rockets have everything that the Lakers hate. Yeah, I, I think they Absolutely. shoot the three really well. And, and even if it's not really well, really they're well. shooting it a lot. And the Lakers couldn't defend the three if you paid them. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers are going to out-rebound whatever team they're playing anyway, so you might as well not rebound at all. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. I think I think they have um, everything the Lakers don't like to defend against. And yep. I think they've pl- played enough big teams, because, I mean, every team they play is big, that they kind of know what they want to settle with on defense. And with and with the way Harden and Westbrook have both improved so much on defense too, um, absolutely they they essentially nullify the the bad guards that the Lakers have. So it's gonna be all on LeBron and all on Anthony Davis to try and score 130 points. And that's one thing about Harden that hasn't really been talked about lately. He stepped up on defense a lot. He was he was really like objectively good on defense this year. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird. He so, had, like, a really high steal numbers, And steal numbers don't mean too much. But it means but they're something. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, it they're, mean, they're it means definitely something. cool. Yeah, you're definitely putting in that work. And he, he seems more active on defense. And I think that's mm-hmm. important. Um, is he still a little slow to get back on fast breaks? Yeah. But that's – I mean, we saw that with, like, the Lakers last night too. So – or whenever they wound up playing. And the thing is, when they're healthy, you got Russ that's going to get down the court in .3 seconds, so it really don't even matter. <laughs> yeah. Harden's going to be at the three waiting for Russ to kick it out anyway, so. Exactly. It, um, it so is what we'll it is. have more details on that tonight just because I'm, I'm pretty sure they play tonight. And if the Rockets come out and play well and take that 3-1 lead, I think they'll be more than fine. Now, th- this is a, an important game because you don't want to go 2-2 still not knowing when Russ comes back. So yeah. I think that's the, the the big deal here. But, you know, that the first round's been interesting. It, it hasn't been particularly fun, but it's been interesting. The the West has been fun. We, I mean, yesterday we got two of the best games of the playoffs so far with uh, that LA Dallas and game. Dallas and Utah and Denver. Yeah. Both of those games were nuts. And every game with the with the Nuggets has seemed pretty fun for the most part. I mean, there's the one yeah. blowout, but yeah, game one was electric. Oh, so, so so that's that's it with the NBA. Um, we also want to put in there that uh, happy Mama Day and happy happy birthday to uh, absolutely to, to Kobe happy birthday to, Kobe, yeah. R.I.P. And um, uh, yeah, no Mamba forever. We we miss you and. It's kind of cool that we get like a back-to-back day to celebrate them. Absolutely, that, because that eight twenty-three yeah. and then eight twenty-four is a. Mm-hmm. It's really weird how things work out, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, especially like when everything went down, like LeBron passes him on the list, on the all-time scoring list, mm-hmm. and then day after. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just it's really tough, timing on things is really strange. Um, but this is one that I'm grateful for that that we get like a two day period to kind of celebrate uh, somebody who meant so much to just so many people and to an entire sport as a whole. So, you know, happy birthday, and happy we, Mamba Day, and 
Absolutely. Keep looking over as big, big And dumb. we remember that day vividly, man, because we were just getting ready to record right before the news broke. Yeah. Like I called him up. I'm we like, were, change your plans. Change your plans. Yeah, like I'm sitting here uh, getting the numbers down. I'm literally looking at his name and LeBron's name on the list, just getting down the notes, getting ready for the episode, and he's like, just scrap the whole episode, breaks the news, and I'm, I just sit there for like five minutes just looking at his name. Like, that, that can't be real. Yeah. That that really can't be real. And it's tough. So you know, we'll we'll celebrate everything that he did and his legacy moving forward. And that you know, that's all we can do. So Absolutely. Uh we're gonna move on to where are we going? We're gonna go to the, some some baseball. We got some baseball for you guys. We'll run over some stuff that happened last week real quick. Mm-hmm. Um before we get into any games, if you haven't seen this, please go watch it. Uh, Man. There is this announcer for the Cincinnati Reds, Tom, I can't remember his last name, T-H-O-M something. And he uh, he didn't realize that he was on the air, and he called a city a, uh, a slur. He was, like, describing a city with a, a sexual orientation slur, right? And it was just like, yikes, why are you saying this anywhere near a headset? Why are you saying this at all? But why are you saying this anywhere near a headset where you're getting recorded and putting on national TV? At your job, too. Right? It's just not the place. And so he's on the air saying that. A couple innings later, he he does this apology. And this is the part you got to watch if you haven't seen it already. He's doing an apology. Uh, saying that it's not the man that he is, it's not the type of person he is, that he's a man of faith, yada, 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 the kind of nonsense you hear from somebody who thinks they're not a bad person but likely might be. And Um, what he was saying, too, it was just so, like, non-genuine. He was like, I want to apologize to the people who write my checks. And, like, it was just very, I'm only doing this because I got caught in my profession. Yeah. Yeah. it, That's it what was, it felt like to it me, was exactly that, but so he's he's mid apology right, and the camera's even on him like they're not even showing the game, and they they flip back to the game for a second because Red's a superstar outfielder Nicholas Castellanos hits a bomb, <laughs> <laughs> just hits an absolute laser home run to left center field, which the the best part about it is that. Right, like a foot and a half over where he hits the ball, there, there's a sign that says "No Judgment Zone," mm. <laughs> and so Castellanos hits the ball to the No Judgment Zone, and this man has to stop mid-apology and have the most awkward home run call I've ever heard in my life. And he didn't miss a stride. He he went right from there right to the home run call, and. <laughs> And then the home and, run and on that, on that note, like that, that was that was good commentating, <laughs> very good commentating to be able to flip it like that. But just the way it, it was happened, so incredibly and like, awkward and like painful to hear because he's just in the middle trying to like save himself his job, and then he has to do yeah. his job because there's a home run. Ah, car was crazy, just, right? Yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. And so, uh, don't be Tom, okay? Don't say <laughs> bad things. This 
This isn't people being snowflakes, all right? This is people not wanting to be belittled for who they are, all right? Yeah, so just don't let people be, do what they want to do. It's not that big of a deal. don't be a schmuck. Just let people be who they are, love who they want to love, just be a person, right? And then if you're a person with a voice, like me or Brooklyn or Tom or Skip Bayless or <laughs> whoever you might be, don't say just derogatory stuff. You know what the yeah. words are. Don't say them. Come, come like on, if it's man. not you, it's not you, and you go about your business the way you do. And if that's what they want to do, you let them do what they want to do, and support them. Like it doesn't affect you any sort of way for that person to be whatever they are. It it affects you at literally no not. point in it, your life. Just nothing. So it just Zero. doesn't matter. Why does it bother you? So that, like it, it shouldn't even be a word that's like even thought about being used. Cause like, wh- what's the problem? Like, like, why is this a negative thing? Why are you saying it in a negative way? No. So just don't don't be Tom. That that's all we're here to say. Don't be Tom. Be a good person. If you don't want to be a good person, then then you know, just don't have a microphone near you. Yeah. Particularly, cause you know, not a good look for anybody. At all. Now, one thing that's also not a good look is complaining about unwritten rules. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's listen here, Texas Rangers head coach. That I don't even know who you are because your team sucks and you suck at your job. And, um, and everybody else who's mad about this talented young phenom. <laughs> Why are you going to be upset that somebody's swinging at a good pitch to hit? In a good situation to hit, in a situation that he is known to do well in, in a 3-0 count. Oh, because the unwritten rules are starting to change. You used to not swing at that. Because we suck and we're down a bunch of runs and we don't want you to run up the score on us. Listen, we're going to run up the score on you because you stink, okay? Your, Your team sucks, your coaching sucks. Why are you down 3-0 in a count with the bases loaded? How'd you get to this point? And you're down a million runs anyway. throwing a strike? Oh, he's not going to swing at this. Like, well, why would he? So the best player in baseball right now, that's not named Mike Trout, because I'm never going to say Mike Trout's not the best player in baseball. (laughs) (laughs) That's just disrespectful. Um, The best player in baseball not named Mike Trout hits this ball a country mile for a grand slam. He's all excited because he hits a grand slam. He's been playing his butt off last week. He was a spectator's player of the week last week because he played yes, so well. Yes, he was. And, and since then, since that hit, the Padres then went to hit a grand slam, a walk-off grand slam the next night against the same team. And then the day after, another grand slam against the same team. And then they were so mad about this that they decided they were just going to go one more night in a row. Against a new opponent, <laughs> hit another grand slam. But and then oh, wait, end up they took a day off. Five grand slams they, they in took six a day games, off. and yeah, earning a, a name off. change to your franchise, the now new Slam Diego Padres, which is one of the coolest like team nicknames I've heard in a while. It, it was it's a lot better than like Lob City was, in my opinion. Like Slam Diego, that's gas. Yeah, it's cool. 
And when you hit five grand slams in a week, like that's just the nickname you're gonna. That's get. nuts. And, just, and it wasn't like just. It was every, a bunch of players. Like you had Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado, Tatis. It was just all around. They were popping them, bro. Yeah, and then they they sweep the uh, the Astros this weekend too, right? So, Shout out to that. So just the Padres have just been the team of the year so far in terms of breaking the rules, hitting just the the sickest home runs, and. We, we, you know, we love it here when the Astros get swept. We're here for that. We're here for that. Oh, this is a pro Astros hate zone for any new listeners that we have. Yeah, if you're an Astros fan, this is a dangerous place for you to listen. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Like, that's just how it is. And we're not going to stop. <laughs> it's going to get worse and worse. The, Al- so the Altuve sub-180 train is what I'm here to watch. Man. <laughs> They, they just suck. <laughs> They're just bad. <laughs> There's no way to put it. They're just bad. You know what else is bad? That players are What's still up? walking around getting corona. Yeah. We, get the, we got the Mets-Yankees series this weekend that gets postponed. We're hoping that the Mets actually don't have to sit out like three weeks like the Cardinals did. Um, they actually had all negative tests on, uh, what was it, set Sunday. So we're hoping they'll be back like tomorrow to be able to play. Who really knows, though? Um, but, yeah, the Yankees-Mets series got postponed, which good timing for the Yankees since they decided they wanted to put their entire roster on the IR. Uh, Man, th- the Yankees this year have just been – I don't even have the words for it. Between corona, injuries, rain delays, postponements for corona, double headers. It's just been ridiculous. Yeah, just a and really, really odd year. And, I mean, it could be worse. They could be the Cardinals who just literally oh, absolutely. are 20 that, games That's another behind. team. But, but at least them, it was just, like, one thing. This was just a combination of just everything that could possibly go wrong. Yeah. And they made it happen. <laughs> they they say, you know what? What's How much bad can we make happen? Oh, we can add this too. All right, bet. Run it. <laughs> and they're, they're not disappointing. Uh, speaking so. of not disappointing, the Dodgers are still really good. They haven't lost the Mookie series Betts this year. Is an animal. Mookie Betts got traded for nothing. I hey, shout out to Alex Verdugo. <laughs> He's actually a pretty good ball player. I don't want to slander him too much, but you're not Mookie Betts. And it sucks that you have to be compared to Mookie Betts because I'm sure you're a nice guy. But Mookie and just Betts for the rest play. of your career, if you're not hitting three home runs a game, they're just gonna say Mookie you suck Betts because you're not just Mookie. So good, and Boston just gave him up for no reason, just no reason. It's odd. And the, the Dodgers are just reaping the benefits. It's actually just nuts. It's it's crazy to me. Yeah, Dodgers look good, man. They look really, uh, the a- really good. The A's look good still. Uh, they had a little slow couple of games, and then they went right back to winning as they've been all year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rays are blessed that they get to play the Yankees more times than not <laughs> because those are free wins for them. Yeah, they got um, to sweep the Yankees and the Red Sox back-to-back. That's, just, that's, so. a, good, that's a good week. That, that feels it good. It is a good week. That it is a good, good. week. Shout-out to the Rays. 
Um, Shout out to the Rays. I know we got a lot of and Tampa we got the listeners. trade deadline coming up, so I'm really, really interested in how that's going to work out. Um, the the Reds are not turning out anywhere near as well as I thought they were going to be. Um, yeah. Do they wind up selling at the deadline? Do they wind up buying at the deadline? I don't really know what teams are going to be thinking, but some teams might think their way ahead of schedule and try and buy might not be the right move. We're going to see. I, I just don't know how much trading is actually going to happen. I don't think too much, truthfully. Outside of, like, the Red Sox and, like, the Pirates. Yeah, you would think the Red Sox deal J.D. Martinez, right? They, they're not going to be able to. J.D. Martinez, if he gets dealt, is going to get traded for nothing because he has an opt-out. I mean, it wouldn't be the first the time, so. Yeah, but he has an opt-out <laughs> at the end of the season, so he's going to get even less because you're going to get – a yeah. mid-season, not playing particularly great, J.D. Martinez. Yeah. You know. For, you know, he's going to have to resign somewhere, and he's going to want big money. And I don't Absolutely. think he's going to particularly get that big money as, as as pretty much just a DH at this point. Yeah, that's but, facts. You know. Uh, next week we're gonna get a little bit more in depth on baseball. We'll have like a midseason kind of wrap up. We won't spend a whole episode on it, but we'll give you like our MVPs and all that good stuff coming next week. <laughs> yeah, you could you could send my MVP vote to the ballot right now. Okay, top teams is just an animal. <laughs> it's it's locked in. That's why that, we that got an AL and an AL though, which is which I always thought was cool about both. baseball. You got two MVPs. Yeah, I, I like that. It is dope. But um, really what else dope. we got for you guys? I think uh, we want to say shout-out to Bayern for uh, yeah. winning the Champions League and one of the most fun Champions League. Uh, not the final game. The final game was boring. <laughs> it was not particularly fun. But the tournament as a whole was fun just because it was a one-game elimination as opposed to the uh, the home-and-homes that it usually is with aggregate scoring. So just the one game elimination at a neutral site with no fans was really really fun, and yeah. I doubt the, I doubt they'll do it again. But if they do do it again, I'm not mad. I'm mad. I feel it. So uh, congrats to Bayern. Heartbreak for PSG and Neymar and all them, but you know they'll be back next year. And then we're gonna get right into the segment that your kids, your family, your dogs mm-hmm. love. All right. Everybody can't wait for Smarter Stupid. You got one for me, Brooke, for a little Smarter Stupid action? I do. I do. So, Smarter Stupid. We actually, we've been uh, not really talking about it, but we got football coming up really, really soon. Okay. NFL is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. So, Smarter Stupid. NFL teams allowing fans at some type of capacity. It'll be team oriented for whatever uh, they want to do at the stadium but teams letting fans into the stadiums for games smart or stupid you already know my answer to that it is stupid yeah. we, we just we have television we don't need to be in places with large gatherings of people when you could just avoid it but you know uh, there's a couple of teams that don't agree with me on that, and they're they you know they have a lot of money on the line, so they they feel like they need to do this. The Baltimore Ravens are waiting on approval to get 
uh, a 7,500 fan limit. Um, the Indianapolis Colts already have plans to allow 25%. Jacksonville with 25%. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs at 22%. And then the Dallas Cowboys will probably be at 100% if we're going to be real and know Dallas as well as we know Dallas. <laughs> Those clowns over there. The, yeah. Just a just a the Cowboys fully embody everything wrong with money hungry owners. And, and no I'm mind. just gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna get into detail with that, but that's just that's just what the, the Cowboys are about. But yeah, there's some teams no doing it. I think it's very stupid. Um their players and their staff and their families are probably gonna get sick just because they're putting themselves at risk for no reason. Yeah, and um, I hope nobody does, but it's just kind of going to be inevitable. Yeah, I gotta agree with you because I mean, you look at other sports that are doing the virtual fans and all that, or just no fans at all. And I mean, it's cool, it's fine. Like they're pumping in the crowd noise, they're letting the fans on the Zoom calls be able to make noise. Like it's cool, so it's really not that important to. Bring in a couple of thousand fans, make your couple little bucks to line your pocket. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, just wait, let it just get just completely safe and just fill up the whole stadium and get it popping. Just have one big grand reopening and just let it happen. But they want their money, so they're not listening to little us at the spectators. Yeah. Right. They said y'all aren't health professionals, so we don't need to listen. And like, yeah. I guess you're right, but <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, so I got one for you, Brooke. Smart or stupid? What's up? It's going back to what we were talking about earlier. Should the Seventy mm-hmm. Sixers blow it up? Um, I'm gonna say stupid. I think they should get a new coach. I think they should start from the top, try to figure that out. If they get a new coach and it's still just bad, then, I mean, get it out of there. I would probably look to trade uh, Horford, maybe. Try to get somebody else. But I really do want to see what Embiid and Simmons can do. I really want to see that. I think they could be – because Embiid – he could be the best big man in the league. He could very much be that. But he just has to get to that point. The potential is there. The potential is absolutely there. But we just got to see it come to fruition. I mean, Simmons, you would only hope to believe that he will keep on developing his skills and getting better and better every year. So, I think, uh, stupid. Don't blow it up. Okay, I feel it. Uh, I I feel like I'm right there with you. Give it one more year um, mm-hmm. with a with a different head coach, and then kind of see what what goes on. Because a head coach can make a world of difference. Yeah, and then they gotta trust the process all over again, and it's just. I mean, this process really never got again? trusted to begin with. So change yeah. change the slogan, change it all. <laughs> well, and yeah. that's kind of what happens too when you have all the f- number one overall picks that they've had. And or like number two or three overall picks that they've had, and most of them just not work out. Yeah, I mean, you, you get Jaleel Okafor doesn't work out. Nerlens Noel doesn't work out. Markel Fultz doesn't work out. 
and it's partly on them because they can't really develop talent too well. Ben Simmons should be a much better basketball player by this point than he is. He's what, in year four? Ben should be at the top of the league right now. And, you know, they don't know how to develop talent, and they don't know how to keep people healthy over there, and that's kind of what happens. Uh, I'll stop my Philly slander, though, because it's just mean (laughs) at this point. (laughs) You got a guy that big who can play point, and you just don't rock with it. How can you not develop that as a professional basketball organization? How? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. At all. So. At all. Get, get it together. Mm-hmm. Get it together, Philly. Get it together. Um, they got a long off season or a short off season to do. Yeah, it too, it's so. not a long off season yeah, at all. Short, well, once the playoffs off-season. are done, they're going to take a little vacation. Two and minute right nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Don't even got enough time for a trip. Yeah. So we'll be back next week for you guys. We'll go over everything that wraps up with this first round of the playoffs. We'll probably see some second round action start up by next episode. We'll get that MLB pre or not preview, that MLB midseason kind of award show that we'll do. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever else cool stuff happens this week. Hopefully there's not another Tom, but if there is, we'll be here yeah, to talk don't, don't about it. Don't be Tom. Don't be Tom. And, uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, at underscore the spectators. Uh, We post pretty much daily. And, um, yeah, go check out our content. Keep listening and rocking with us, guys. Appreciate it, everybody. Later. See you.